pressure, uh, and there was public pressure, uh, in the sense that the overwhelming percentage of the population, middle America, the silent majority, wanted when he was prosecuted and he wanted him punished uh, because his words were offensive and because his ideas uh, hurt the establishment and uh, wounded the establishment. He said things uh, that the establishment didn't want said. And for that reason, uh, I feel that uh, uh, there was a compulsion uh, to prosecution and to punishment. And we did. tell you the truth. The truth is what is. If what is, you have to sleep eight, ten hours a day. That is the truth. A lie will be people need no sleep at all. Truth is what is. If every politician from the beginning is crooked, there is no crooked. Whatever it takes. But if you are concerned with a lie, what should be, and what should be is a fantasy, a terrible, terrible lie that someone gave the people long ago. This is what should be, and no one ever saw what should be, that you don't need any sleep and you can go seven years without sleep, so all the people were made to measure up to that dirty lie. No, there's no crooked politician. There is never a lie, because there is never a truth. Go back to bed, America. Your government has figured out how it all transpired. Go back to bed, America. Your government is in control again. Here, here's American gladiators. Watch this. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. Here's American gladiators. Here is 56 channels of it. Watch these pituary retards bang their fucking skulls together and congratulate you on living in the land of freedom. Here you go, America. You are free to do as we tell you. You are free to do as we tell you. Okay out there in Marvelland, face front, this is Stan Lee speaking. Who made you a disc jockey, Lee? Well, well, Jolly Jack Kirby. By the way, Jack, the readers have been complaining about Sue's hairdo again. What am I supposed to do? Be a hairdresser? Next time I'll draw her bald-headed. Hello and welcome.
welcome to yet another episode of the Bullpen Bulletins Podcast, a celebration of all things Marvel. I'm Vince B. I'm David Price. And once again, we've dragged a couple of Formites into the bullpen with us this week. You know him, you love him as Equinox, Chris Chavez. Yay. Good evening. Good evening, everybody out there in uh, Comic Land. There you go. I'm sorry for squashing you. I'm new at this. <laughs> You know, yeah, I have. I got to break my son. Yeah, get with the program. There you go. And returning from last episode, after he had an unfortunate bout with some microphone trouble, it's Hulk Smash, also known as Ryan King. Hey, there so getting is. back to She-Hulk eighteen. Um, <laughs> nice. Picking up where we left off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically when I realized it went out. I was shouting something at Derek and. I realized no one was listening to me. So it's, it's always good to shout at Derek. Yeah, yeah. Wow. that's right. I should splice in "Shout at the Devil" underneath this while we're talking about Derek. Nice. A little bit of the crew never hurt. This episode's brought to you by Hurricane, the King of Beers. <laughs> Every, is everybody drinking something, or is it just me? Um, I, uh, I, I could I could fix that pretty quick. Do so. I have ginger ale. Does that count? Yeah, ginger ale's good. All right, there, there we go. you go. Hey, I'll work the next day. You know, I can't get too crazy. I got to work too, but I don't really care. <laughs> That's what makes the big old bad. This episode, we're going back to the tried and true previews format where we're going to thumb through the Marvel previews. And while we're widening the scope of things here at Bullpen Bulletins, we're also going to dip into the main previews catalog. And for those of you playing at home, the Marvel previews is issue number 47. Four books shipping in what? Spider Man's birthday. September. Spider Man's heads over it. What the hell? Oh, I'll turn it over. Look at the other side. Uh, September, right? David's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm 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 turning it back to the other side because I've seen better work from J. Scott Campbell. Big time. And the uh, actual previews catalog is the July 2007 catalog, the one with the gorgeous Amanda Connor. Oh, look at and that! And can I, can I, can I bitch for a second? You could, I because this, this, I, no one will hear me. But this, I, I do love this image. I don't think Ollie. I, I love that you know sly look on Ollie. I think Connor did a great job. Amanda Connor is a phenomenal artist. I miss the black outlines when an inker does his work because this was obviously colored by Paul Mounts and I'm guessing it was colored directly from her pencils. Oh, I th- yeah, see, I, I think it, it, well, not to disagree with you because far from me to do that, but you know, <laughs> that never it, the, the softness of the image goes well with the whole nuptial. Oh, it thing. absolutely does. I mean, oh, yeah. the cake yeah. and her outfit, but I just, I would have shot it, her I, with the dildo arrow instead I, of the, I, I, <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, and and nice, just just get it right on the cheek. I, I just, I don't know. I something was missing, and obviously that's what I honed in on. But no, it's it's still a great image. It's it is. It's it's a nice looking. I like. I said, I'm a big fan of Green Arrow, and and yeah, Black Canary looks pretty hot. And it's a theme they're running with too, because isn't there a wedding? Well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. it it's in there. Pull out your previews and and let's get rolling here. If anybody else. Uh, has anything to say, do it now before we get into the thick of things. How's everybody doing? Excellent. Ryan seems to have ironed out the microphone problems, and Chris is all lathered up. Yeah, DCBS is my new pimp. (laughs) There we go. Love it. I got my box last month, and I'll tell you, it was like almost nothing. Well, this month, actually, right? Yeah. And there was almost nothing in it. 
because I've made that transition in, into trade. So I'm in that gray area where I phased out the monthlies and I'm waiting for the trades. And I opened up the box and there was like, you know how DCBS does it. They'll put like maybe 20 books in a, in a, a magazine size bag and they tape it up real nice and secure. And I usually have four of those in my box. And there was like two and a couple of trades and i was like wow that's it you know but i forgot mm. i'm i i'm giving uh monthlies up for trades so <laughs> that's what happens i'm gonna have to order more this month <laughs> hey don't, oh, don't, don't talk about ordering more i'm i'm getting into the whole well, okay I, I have my you know the new discount on my orders and you know then i'm looking at going well wait a minute i i saved enough money i i should be able to get this trade or this hardcover <laughs> and now i'm looking at you know the bookshelves and in the the bonus room where i keep the books at and i'm like damn i'm gonna have to move some of the other the other novels you know somewhere else make room they they multiply on you real uh, uh, quickly too Vicious freaking cycle. Before we get into this, has anybody noticed? Is any of you guys ordering Nexus? No, I, I am. No. I am. I'm. I'm uh, Ninety nine should be coming. Yeah, in the next shipment, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah, I I am, but I haven't read. I didn't even read the free the comic book they preview yet. Okay. Did you place your order yet for this month? No. Well, I noticed something about Nexus that was a little bit mm, disturbing. It looks like Steve the Rude, White House thing, or no? It looks like Steve Rude dropped the discount on the book not entirely but i don't remember paying over two bucks for the the issues that i have already ordered and this issue at dcbs was like two bucks and a little bit of change like maybe maybe two dollars and five cents or something which makes me think uh you know you put two and two together he was complaining that the initial orders on the first issue were not all that great i wonder if he restructured the discounts in light of not great orders do you think but does he do that, or does it's rude, dude? Well, publications, right? No, but I mean, but but DCBS offers the discount. So me, oh, so what you're saying is maybe yeah, but the cost for the retailers, right? Well, maybe he restructured his discounts for them, and they in turn restructured the discounts to their customers. Is what I'm saying. Maybe you know he gave them a fifty percent off discount on the first issue. Saw the numbers and said, you know, wait a minute, I'm going to have to you know go to forty or thirty five on this one. Because I don't know, can they do that? I don't see why they couldn't. Well, let's I mean, look it, it up. It's, it's up to him. To, it's up to him to set the price point, isn't it? Right. Yeah. And I just to you know, so I get my facts correct. I don't want anybody emailing later on saying, "Oh, it's you got the discount wrong." Um, the discount for Nexus, I think we're in the third issue. Yes. One hundred and one. Yeah. Okay. One hundred and one is is the one coming out in September. Uh oh, here we go. I I have my order form though this is for 101 oh. it shows uh 30 percent right and what's the what's the price we pay 299 oh 209 we pay yeah 209 uh, i don't remember paying i don't remember I don't, paying I don't 209 pay 209 for anything yeah so it's an odd number the yeah. search function is not working on the dcbs website by the way so yeah i just changed it recently yeah uh, okay but uh, yeah so i'm wondering if he maybe restructured his discounts a little bit you know, boo-hoo for Steve Root if he's not making enough money. He could be drawing Amazing Spider-Man if he wanted to. Oh, shit. He could. Yes, yes, let's... He could be working for Marvel. He's got that style, yeah. man. You, it, know? I, I'm sh you know what? I'm sure it's got to be hard for him I mean, because he, he's looking at it from a you know, sole proprietorship 
know, type of thing, kind of like the, the comic book shops, you know, and whatever he's making is, is based off of where he can maximize his profits. I mean, you know, I, I got to give him credit for wanting to get Nexus back in the game. You know, that's, I think, where he figures he's going to make the most money uh, because he he owns the property. Well, but, half, yeah. you know, he, maybe he overjudged or overguessed, you know, the whole nostalgia thing on, yeah, I can come back and everybody's going to love me and pick up my book. Don't be so level-headed. We don't like that here. <laughs> it's, this, it's this over 40 thing. It's, you know, this new level of clarity. <laughs> well, it was just, uh, you know, it was just something that made me take a step back and say, hmm, wonder what's going on here. So yeah. this story's not over. We'll look into this a little bit more. Marvel previews in hand. What yep. d- do we find interesting in this month's issue? Uh, I'm picking up Halo, the, the singles. Yeah, see, I'm going to wait for the trade on that, but it's a definite. Just too pretty for me not to buy. And I love, yeah. the, I love the game, too. And, the, and speaking of Halo, I held off on the Xbox 360, but damn it, in September, I'm going to have to buy one yes. when Halo yes, 3 will. comes out. Yeah. Yes, you will. And then immediately after, well, if you don't already have it, you're going to have to head over to the, you know, the nearest Costco and get you know, the big Vizio plasma to go with it or what have you. Just break the bank. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I've been trying to find a Wii. My daughter Mia wants a Wii in the worst way, and, uh, I, and I can't find one anywhere. Yeah. See, now, for, for this book, okay, I, I know you're going to pick it up in trade. Are you picking it up because of, of course, you've got two big guns on it, but what, who's, the, who's more of the draw for you, Bendis or Malieve? Hmm, That's a good question. I would have to say the game. I was just going to say, yeah, for yeah. it's probably the game. Yeah. For me, it would probably be Malieve. I mean, although... I know Bendis plays this game nonstop, so I'm sure he's been doing a lot of research, and or at least that's what he's telling himself when he plays the game. Yeah. He he knows it. Apparently, he's done. Uh, you know, he's in close contact with Bungie and with Microsoft and with Marvel and and about things they can and can't do. And um, it's you know, he's he's putting a lot of himself into it. He's really thrown himself into this. Apparently, we're going to get a different look than what we're used to from Malieve on this series and between the, I don't know Jack about the game, never played the game. The characters don't know nothing about it. So to me, it might be the opposite of what Vince's draw is. I, you know, I'm interested to see what Bendis is going to do with it, but I'm, I'm really curious to see what, uh, what Malieve has planned. Yeah. It sure looks nice. I mean, all the images I've seen from it are really sharp. Not, not too much different from what we've seen from Malieve, but just different enough. Where mm-hmm. it makes you uh, take notice. Uh, you guys watch G four? No, I try not to. No, oh, I love G four. Uh, I, I liked it when it was good, and it was called Tech TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this week they were live from E three, and the big question was: Are we going to see Master Chief's face in Halo three? Is that important to anybody? Not. I don't want to see his face. No, I hope not. I'd rather see Cortana naked. You know. But see now, okay now, <laughs> now see so 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 all the gamers are trying to figure out whether or not they'll figure out who's if they'll see the character's face but yet we'll poke fun at that but then we'll want to know like you know who's the scourge or who watches the watchman or who really was the green goblin but it's okay for us to pick fun at gamers (laughs) i'm just trying to figure out where everybody stands there just trying to spread the love around that's all okay all right just checking Yeah, it's a great game. You you should really. I mean, right now you can get the first two for for nothing, but you have to buy an Xbox naturally. Yeah, and I would have to have you know more than twenty four hours in a day. 
Oh, <laughs> well, we can arrange that. So Halo, yeah, in, in trade. David, did you order the monthlies? No, I'm going to wait for the trade on it. Yeah, me too. Because you know it's coming out in hardcover. Halo, Bendis, Maleve, no-brainer. And it's it's part of my uh, trying to limit the uh, the things that I can wait on trade, and this being a miniseries is definitely falls into that category. Yeah, and it's yeah. not something you feel bad about because it's Marvel. They're making their money on it. Three ninety nine a pop. Oh yeah, for forty pages. Yeah. yeah, they're making their money. Now, something that I can't do without monthly, and it's uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've whittled my monthly Marvel order down to six books. Wow. Yeah, six titles, and one of them is Ultimate Fantastic Four. I can't do without that. Yeah. I love this cover with uh, yeah. with Reed, Sue, and Ben in the Phantom Zone. Yeah, it, it looks like it looks like Zor- It looks like Zod, and and Ursa. And non, just, you know, Zorrell just banished them all, and they're just flying through the Richard Donner movie. It's a crossover. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> For anybody who hasn't been picking up this book, Pascal Ferry, I think, is doing the work of his career on this title. Yeah. It's amazing. It is gorgeous. Actually, I'm, I'm switching over to trades on this. Mm, you're strong. Well, after this arc, and uh, Ultimate Fantastic Four number 46 is the end of the Silver Surfer thing. After this, Mark Brooks comes on for three issues. So he must be the because he was the artist for the El Diablo, or for the Diablo storyline yes. a couple of months back. So, yeah. okay, so that's a neat that that's like Perkins and Epting on Cap. It's nice to have a rotating team and and you're kind of consistent as far as that goes. But I do not have, I don't feel bad about going to trade on Ultimate FF because I don't have. I have I think the first dozen issues and then I have the issues where Carrie and Ferry come on. So I have that, you know, whole gap from like, you know, 12 to like 33 or 34. So I don't have all the issues. So I don't mind getting these stories in trade because I just read them whenever I want. And it's really odd. You would think that Warren Ellis would be the high point of the series. Not so. Greg Land? No. Um, no. <laughs> Evil. <laughs> the, uh, the, I would say the low point was the Diablo story. I didn't like that at all. But uh, when, when Carrie's firing on all cylinders, he's, his work was much better than what Warren Ellis did. I thought Ellis was kind of, you know, it was good, but it wasn't what we expect from Warren Ellis, which is thought-provoking, insightful. It was just, it was... It was a neat little science fiction story, but nothing exceptional, which okay. is what Mike Carey's work was. The the uh, Thanos arc that preceded this, uh, the, oh, yeah. uh, the that was just great. It was yeah. so pretty. Yeah. That's the thing about Pascal Ferry. The art is, uh, I throw some adjectives out, exquisite. It's like sumptuous. It's, just, it's, it's as good as anything you would see in a graphic album from Europe. I think I think some of the artwork that we're seeing, you know, covers covers and, and interior art, uh, I think you're seeing some of the the modern iconic stuff that you know, five ten years down the line, you'll you'll see you know the the younger guys saying, oh, you know, you'll see the homages or the uh, uh, the uh, uh, take their takes on on his work. Right, I think you're right. I, I do think good you're right. Stuff. There's a lot of good images coming out of Marvel. There's some bad images, too, like the ones we see on page six.
But uh, overall, you're right. There's some really. <laughs> it's a nice Nighthawk. And well, well it, it is until you get to his huge back. Yeah. That's pretty big. And then, okay, the first, first time I took a look at this, okay, imagine, if you will, in uh, Nighthawk's right hand, uh, a Peter North-sized dildo. <laughs> that's what I was waiting game. for. Oh, that's just wrong. Because that's what Cap's waiting for, it looks like. You know, <laughs> Cap doesn't play that game, I don't, I don't think. Don't ask, don't tell, buddy. <laughs> well, he is in the army. Oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, there goes another three <laughs> listeners. Yeah, really. Well, I think our intro is going to piss off a couple people, too. Nice. So, yeah. Keep the ball Open rolling. Bolton's whittling the listeners away one That's right. We're not going to be happy till we have, like, ten listeners, and they're all on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> they're not already. Um, uh, man. Page seven. Proof positive that Richard Isenov is a huge part of the at least the cover appeal to uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, it that image while drawn by Stuart Immonen looks like it could have been drawn by Bagley too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yep, because uh, a lot of the uh, finesse is in the colors. Really nice. Yeah, but I've switched to monthlies on, or uh, to trades on that. No shit. Yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, I'll tell you which ones I'm ordering as we go along, but uh, it's not what you you know. It, it's the ones you would expect. You know, you'll you'll know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Amazing Spider-Man, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, One More Day, three ninety nine. Not order them. I am ordering these just so I can end Friendly Neighborhood and Sensational. Ah. I'll order these in the single, so this way I have this the completest. Oh, I just and I'm I'm still and I am missing some issues of of both of those titles, but. This and it's it sounds silly because you know I do wait because I get my box at the beginning of the next month, but I really don't want to wait for this to be collected. I want to read it when it comes out, or rather when it gets shipped to me. And I just I really can't wait. I'm a huge fan for Quesada as far as his artwork goes. I I, I love the man's line, and it's Straczynski's swan song. And yeah, you know what? It, so it's four bucks because it's it's double sized. They'll get my money on these four issues, and I won't feel bad if if at that point I you know switch to the Spider Man titles for for the trade. Hmm. Or rather, Amazing Spider Man for the trade because that'll be the only Spidey title in the six one six universe anyway. See, when I eventually get the trade of this, even though it's not a physical, f- sorry monthly single issue uh i i still act like i have the issue so i i mean i'm not buying these in single form but i'm still going to own them someday when they do publish the trade so i you know i don't i, oh, I see it, what you're saying and, yeah, and you could it, also wait if i mean hell you, you could also wait until they hit the back issues because i don't think they'll I mean, we're done with that whole speculating of, of, oh, you know, buy it now because you know it's only going to go up. It it may be in the dollar bin at the next convention. Right. The thing that scares me the most, and I said it last time, was the director's cut style extras. I have no idea what they are. I don't want to be surprised either pleasantly or unpleasantly. I, I just, I, I don't trust Marvel enough to pay four b- bucks for an issue and not just one, but two, and then get... 20 pages of sketches and, and other bric-a-brac. And yeah, I, I don't want it. 
if if I see that you know I'll, I'll leaf through it at the shop, and if I if I think that the the extra stuff is really special, maybe I'll pick them up. But nah, I'm not going to advance order these. You know, what do you guys you don't think the extra stuff will be in the trade? Um, I don't know. Maybe if it is, ref- if it isn't, it it really doesn't matter all that much to me for this story. Yeah. Now, now, if it was Planet Hulk, it would matter. Yeah. So, because that, I, I know what the extras were to that, and like the guidebook, that's a significant director's cut extra. You know, like the the Planet Hulk hardcover. Right. But, but this could be anything. Don't want to. I don't want to know. Well, aside from all our speculating, what does everybody think of these two covers? Well, we went into this a little bit last time. It doesn't hurt to go into it again. They're they're nice. Like you said, David, before, during our little warm-up session, because we always warm up before a podcast just so it's... Believe it or not. Just so it sparkles, you know? Yeah. Uh, You don't want to pull anything. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, got to stretch. I think the Doctor Strange is the better of the two covers. It's got a more old school feel to it. I, I yeah. love, you know, I love, I miss the corner box. So, yeah. Any chance I see that, I'm all for. I love the, you know, yet still only 399 cents is a bit, you know, the price is a bit much, but I mean, just seeing that whole still in the little. Uh, I wish it was old school priced. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. And there's, how they're all sharing the, the same kind of, uh, same style logo. There's no reason why they can't bring the corner box back. Well, in, because in a, fact, lot of, a lot of because then people would bitch about the covers even more because either the cover doesn't represent anything that goes on inside or the cover is just a pinup of the character that the book is about. Yeah, but um, what, what cover illustrator uses every bit of of real estate on that cover where you know that one little inch is going to make or break the composition? Look at Perez. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Quisada used it on 544. I mean, it, it doesn't matter that that box is there. He still dragged the web across it. So that, yeah. I don't know. I, I think they should bring the cover boxes back permanently. I liked whenever they used to have a team and they just showed the little headshots of who was on the team at the oh, time. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, that was fun. And most yeah. of them were drawn by John Byrne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then he went a little crazy, and he actually, or um, Dave Cockrum drew the X Men in action in the little corner box. Yeah. Um, and then, and uh, then they had and then the, uh, did it with the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the, Sal Sal Basim was doing Hulk. They had or they had where he was smart and had the you know the lab coat on, and then it eventually kind of shredded. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was years. great. And how yeah. about to take it in a, in a totally different direction? The uh, UPC code box. When McFarlane was on Amazing, he would draw a different little doodle in every one of yes, the UPC yeah. boxes, which was yeah. really cool. Generally a character in the comic, but yeah, it was always somebody different. Yeah. Bring back the boxes, Marvel. <laughs> Put it up for yes. a vote. I just like the old, like uh, Dave was saying, the old school uh, hype machine kind of feel to the Friendly Neighborhood cover with all the different blurbs and you know, it's yeah. kind of a pulp type feel to it. You won't believe a man can fly. And I was at the shop last week, and uh, my buddy Marty is huge into the Star Wars comics. And there's one of them. I forget which one it is. I think it's Legends or something. I'm not familiar with, with the titles, but there's word balloons on the covers. Wow. Really? And, and it, yeah, and it looks so great. 
to have an honest to god word balloon on a cover and i don't know what it was but it was darth vader and there was an actual word balloon and i think there was a blurb with text in it like about what's going on in the story it was it was so neat nobody does word balloons anymore on covers you know uh actually no that you can't say nobody because um seldom well yes seldom but lately uh ever since busiek and pacheco have pretty much been doing superman there's been Mm -hmm. some sort of of word balloon or thought bubble or something like that on on superman covers yeah quiet quiet and doing it over on uh all-star superman too i think really Yeah, and the uh, I haven't the seen too many. They haven't stunned out. Oh yeah, that's right. She Hulk just had it on She Hulk. Oh, she- that's right. You're right. And you would expect that on something like She Hulk because it is. I mean, it is a. Not, I don't want to say campy, but it is. It, it it is a fun style book, and I guess people just right. you know kind of relate doing yeah. something like that on the cover yeah. to that kind of old school fun type feel. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. figure it couldn't work school. anywhere. They, they figure anybody who reads She Hulk is not a tight ass, so they'll say, <laughs> "Hey, you know, let's do a little bit of a." Uh, experimentation here all right should we move on are we are we covered with the spidey books i think we're yeah. covered with the spidey yeah. books yeah interesting i'm very curious as to see how this is going to pan out i hope it's not sensationalism just for the sake of it that the story actually does have a, a purpose and you know it's going to have some portent in the marvel U. we'll see but you know and i hope it's i hope it's something specific to Spidey's corner of the universe. I don't want Mary Jane or anybody like that to be a scroll. I don't want this to tie into another event. I want this to stay in-house with Spidey. I want JMS to affect Spider-Man's world with the family extended or otherwise that Peter Parker has. I don't want it to have... Just like Brubaker kept everything in-house with Cap. You know, Cap didn't die in any other comic book other than Captain America. Everything that goes on with Cap is happening in that book. So I just I kind of want the Spider-Man titles or this this event this mini event for Spidey to happen that way as well. Right. Speaking of Spidey yeah. and JMS, while we're on the subject, anybody read Silver Surfer Requiem number two? I have not yet. No, nope. nope. I'm waiting on the I'm tray waiting on that one. Okay, it's not important. It has nothing to do with the story, but I think Straczynski painted himself into a corner. Not only himself, but the entire creative team at Marvel, whoever handles Spider-Man from this issue on into the future, Spider-Man makes a comment at the end of the issue. I won't say it because you guys haven't read it, but I just think it's a, it's, and it's just an offhanded comment on the last page, but it affects Spider-Man for the rest of his publishing existence. Yeah, but, isn't isn't JMS pretty much he likes playing in in his own sandbox and really doesn't give a rip what anybody else says? Well, he so, it's a Spider-Man makes makes a, a a declaration of something as fact. He he says something like this is what happens and if that's true then future stories with certain characters are not going to happen. I mean, that's the kind of thing it is. It's an all-encompassing, from this point on, this will never happen again type deal. And I don't Mm -hmm. understand how Straczynski could do that. If another writer wants to use these particular characters in a story, they can't because, well, they could. Marvel's not exactly the the bastion of continuity. But in, in, in respect to this issue, they can't do it because he said, this X will never, you'll never see this again. 
Now, I, I read it and I thought, wow, that's pretty ballsy for a guy who has been writing Spider-Man for a long time and is gonna, now about to hand over the character to someone else. It, it was just very surprising that he would do that. And, and it wasn't even in Spider-Man. It was in a Silver Surfer miniseries, you know? Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and really great issue, by the way. You, you will love it. But I, it was just surprising. You, you'll know when you see it. And, I, and those who have read it know what I'm talking about. So, Cool. The people Before who don't we, slack uh, off and read their monthly comics on time. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get off Spider-Man there, uh, what do you all think about the uh, Michael Turner Spidey on the uh, Spider-Man Runs Red Sonya cover? You know what? I like it personally myself. It's not his worst-looking Spider-Man. Call me a heretic. Please do. And I'm actually picking that one up in the monthlies. He's a little thin, but it's yeah. not its not a bad you, Spider-Man for Michael Turner. I don't see you know, Spider-Man you know in what? that image. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? You, you, even with the, the thinness, I mean, Spider-Man, yeah, he's got strength, but he's not a hes not a big buff no. guy. He's, no. he's you know, supposed to be the, the acrobatic, strong, you know, proportionate spider strength kind of guy. Very little body fat. Yeah, it's unlike Red the, Sonia, who has oh. some very nice body fat. Yeah. <laughs> There's no. just something about the placement of uh, Spidey's eyes on there; it just looks odd. Like yeah. I don't know how you can make Spider-Man cross-eyed, but he somehow managed <laughs> drawing little little eyes in there. No, I, I don't think it's a bad image. Reading the news about Turner and the stuff he's going through, I've decided that I really can't comment on his art. Because whether I like it or not, as immaterial, the guy's going through hell, and he still can muster up the energy to do a boatload of covers a month. Good, yeah. for, good for him. You know, yeah. I, I've been in that position too, and anybody who could do what he does and have to go through the 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 ringer like him, I don't care what they look like. The oh, guys, yeah. the guys doing it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, I I like it. I like women, so I like that image, and I like that yeah. booty. Just the Spidey part that, you know, I wasn't going to slag on Turner because I generally don't really mind his art at all, but yeah. the, the Spidey just looked a little odd to I'm me. not a huge fan, but God bless him. If you ever went into battle against Red Sonja, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. <laughs> too <laughs> distracted. No, I'd be too distracted. Yeah. I guess that's the point. Guerrilla warfare. That's right. Like Frank did a nice job on the, the following page. Oh, yeah. That's another title that I can't do without. I, I do buy Amazing Spider-Girl in flop in monthly format. <laughs> <laughs> no, friend, friends, friends, and, uh, friends and Bushima make a nice team. Oh, man, do they ever. It's just a great comic book. It, it is. It, it is fun. And it takes so long to read, doesn't it? There's, there's like oodles of dialogue in the thing. Yeah, it's like it's oh. a different Tom DeFalco than was working on the Fantastic Four. Oh, it definitely is. <laughs> It's like the uh, the good storytelling fairy visited him in his sleep and just, yeah. you know, stuck the wand up his ass. And now, whoa, I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's a great book. I love the characters. I, I like the redesign that they uh, slapped on May. She doesn't have the butch haircut anymore. She's actually quite feminine in this series, which is cool. And you can't go wrong with, with Carnage. And I love the way it says the daughter of the one true Spider-Man. As if to say that everything you've read from the point where they decided the Clone Saga was a bad idea is wrong. And this is where the truth is in this book. <laughs> I, I love that fact. Because, you know, we can dream. I, I personally, I thought the Clone Saga was great. And, and uh, that the one thing that pissed me off back in the day was, what was the name of the book? Uh, 101 Ways 
to fix the clone saga it was like a it had all the, the the writers on the front of it that worked on the series do you remember that issue no it, it was I like a, it was kind of like a tongue-in-cheek oops we screwed up from their perspective um mm. and this is how we could have fixed it but uh yeah, that was annoying because I, I like the way it turned out. I, I don't think Ben Riley should have been disposed of because he was too good of a character. Think we'll ever see yeah. Ben Riley again? Personally, no. That's a shame. Maybe yeah. he shows up in one more day. That would be cool. Yeah. Ooh. That would be very cool. Good old Ben. Cool but evil. Yes. <laughs> it would piss off a lot of people, and I think that would generate a little bit of sales. That's okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, let's check out Annihilation. Waiting for the trade. Yes, am I. Uh, I may borrow one of your trades. <laughs> <laughs> the first one kicked ass. I love where this one's going, too. Really? Yeah, the prologue was really good. Are you an X-Men fan? Uncanny, but only because of Brubaker. Have you read it for a significant amount of time? Since he started on the book. Oh, uh, so you're not... not, that. not you haven't not, been reading X-Men from the 90s. Oh, no, no, I have been. I haven't. Oh, okay, yeah. then you're going to love... Conquest. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh, it was brought up on the forum, wasn't it? Oh, you bastards. Yeah, you're going to really enjoy Conquest. Do you like Generation X? Current or the old school? The old school. Yeah. You'll like Conquest. DCBS <laughs> <laughs> is going to hate me. I already had to revise my order once. Cameron's not going to forgive me for re-emailing him on that. Oh, but Cameron's great with that, though. Yes, I, he is. He I, is. He, he is. And you know, you know what? Unsolicited plug customer service it's everything you guys told me it would be oh yeah yeah you know? i screw up all the time on my orders yeah and I, and I just send him off an email and he's just like whatever no no problem i'll add it to your order it's like holy crap one time i added like seven books and he didn't care i uh i i recently i mean we're talking in the past couple of months when i moved like and this is going on two years now i missed a couple of issues of i think green lantern and I asked them if he had them, if they could be added to my next order, and I'm getting them at like the dollar seventy nine price that you would pay yeah. when they first come out. Right. And, That's and, another and, thing. Is, and, and, and these are issues that are over a year old. And yep. same thing with Highwaymen. I, I I read the first issue and I was putting my order in for last month, so the third issue was on that order. And I looked back and I noticed I was missing issue two. And it's a mini series. I should have waited for the trade, but it looked interesting. I emailed them when I placed the order, and I'll have the second issue when the third one comes in next month. Yeah, he's great. That's yeah. excellent. He, I did that the same thing uh, with the Virgin books. I missed Snake Woman, the zero issue, and I just long shot. Do you have any more in the shop? Oh yeah, we'll send it out with your next box. Okay. <laughs> it's a wonderful service. All the news stories about drugs are negative. Same LSD story every time. Young man on acid thought he could fly, jumped out of a building. What a tragedy. I'm thinking, what a dick. He thought he could fly. Why didn't he take off from the ground to check it out first? Why ruin it for everybody else? You don't see ducks lined up to catch elevators to fly south, goddammit. I'd like to see a positive LSD story. Would that be newsworthy? Just once? Today, a young man on acid realized that all matter is merely energy condensed to a slower vibration, that we are all one consciousness, experiencing itself subjectively. There's no such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and you're the imagination of yourselves. Here's Tom with the weather. 
What a fucking story. My one regret with Conquest is the Wraith miniseries. Oh, really? Yeah. I really, really, really like Kyle Holtz's artwork. But. And I, no, no buts. I love his artwork. And somebody on the forum said that wouldn't it be cool if, because the Space Knights play a huge part in Conquest, if Wraith was actually a dire Wraith that had taken over this human and it's like one of the few upstanding Wraiths and he's trying to fight for, you know, what's good and right and blah, blah, blah. That would be so cool if this guy ever turned out to be. One of the dire rates. I thought he is. Who said that? No, I thought that, I don't know if it was one of the solicits or one of the press releases. I, I could have, I thought, I was under the impression that he is, that he is a dire wraith. Ooh, see? Rom lives would love that. Yeah, because it says here, last issue we learned, last issue you learned the wraith's horrific origin. But it doesn't say what that origin was. Well, no, was. we're going to find out next month. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I mean, the fact that I have to wait to find out with this miniseries is killing me. But Yeah, I am picking up Nova, though. Oh, oh look Nova's at, great. Look at that cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the art chores are being split by Sean Chen and your guy's favorite from Iron Man. Yeah. Brian Denham. <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. Uh, I think Sean Chen is getting tired because Nova started off really strong. The first issue was really, really tight. And Mm -hmm. I just read number three, and it was kind of not up to the levels that the first issue was. Did anybody notice that? that. Yeah. I I, I even noticed it off the second one, but I kind of attributed it. It seemed like the color, at least personally, the coloring was a little bit off on on number two, but maybe it was just the art in general was was a little off. But I, I noticed it, the same thing. Yeah, and the Penance Nova meeting was really well done. Yeah, I like that a lot. But I, I thought it was. I'm waiting to see if when when Tony shook his hand at the end when when Nova said that I'm gonna have to you know either he said he was still thinking about it because then he went home he left and told his parents that he wasn't coming back. But when Tony when Iron Man showed up to stop the Thunderbolts from doing any more damage. And he shook Nova's hand. The way the panel was drawn, you're seeing them shake hands, but Iron Man's left hand is on Nova's shoulder. Ah. Mm. Date rape. That's what it is. It's like the Marufi. See this? So, but I mean, but, but now, but I mean, you know, and, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out if maybe, well, now Nova's in space and he's, he's traveling faster than light and all this stuff. I mean, if... Tony Stark did put anything on his person, would it burn or fly or just would it be gone at this point? So I, you know, I'm part of me saying, you know what, it's not going to be whatever technological device Tony may have put on Rich, it's not going to survive out in space, but I don't know about that. This is Iron Man and, you know, and he's got not only his own technology, but now he's got shield and I don't know, it'd be interesting, you know, maybe maybe, maybe put a low jack on Nova. That's interesting. (laughs) Or maybe All he's Nova tapping would, into world mind. Yeah, Nova would just have to say surprise, right? And that would take care yeah. of it. Yeah, that's how Peter Parker took care of it. So yep. surprise. <laughs> maybe maybe install the extremist version of the clapper. You know, you could tell that Granov used a little bit of photo reference for this cover, but 
it's it's almost imperceptible. It it doesn't look like a Greg it's Land slow. photo reference right. cover. It looks really sharp. I love yeah. it. It's a mm. and I'm a huge Gamora fan too. And and she's she's realistic. She got the hips. She's got you know she's not double D's bouncing out of her shirt. Right. And I mean, it, yeah, and, and because of that support, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's realistic. It's like, you know, if, if, if she was running around looking like Miss Marvel, she wouldn't be able to fit in this shirt. For those who have read the Annihilation Conquest prologue, did the lesbian scenes between Phyla and Moondragon... No. I know. They, they, they don't really... It's it's either no one's it, reading it or everybody already has. It's it's not subtle, but they they make a point of cramming it down your throat that these two characters are romantically involved. Did, did, did that seem seem a little bit heavy handed to anyone who has read it? Ryan, did you read it? I didn't read it, but now I think I want to. What? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, it, they're just going into battle, and Phyla would would say, "Watch my back," and maybe. Uh, Moon Dragon would say, There'd "Well, be some I, flirty stuff." I, well, yeah, and, I, I really mm. don't have a problem doing that or something. It was just like we know they're romantically involved. Like but Wolverine my, is the best. We don't need to be told every issue. Yeah. Okay, my, and DC's kind of doing that too with the uh, Secret Six. They got a couple gals over there that are oh. kind of oh, similar. No subtly going on there, though. Yeah, exactly. But they kind of do the same thing. Like even in in opportune times when you wouldn't expect them to be flirting, they are. Yeah, the one thing yeah. I saw was Knockout was involved with who? Um, um, with Scandal, wasn't it? Right. Yes. And they were either about to do something or coming out of a room where they just did something and they're just like cooing and stuff. And it's, I don't mind <laughs> reading that. You know, it's okay. I just don't need to read it every issue. Yeah. Right. Now is, is, uh, and it's not because of the Perkins art. It's because it, it's, it is a double sized book. So I haven't. It keeps, I don't want to say it keeps making its way towards the bottom of, of the pile, but I'm just trying to get a few things out of the way as far as what I'm, like, I haven't read Ultimate Vision yet. That's at the top right now. And then I think the Sensational Spider-Man story with Eddie Brock. And, and so I still have to get to the Conquest prologue. But my question is, is this the first time we're being told that these two are an item? Because I don't remember anything going on in the Annihilation Mini. Yeah, it was in there. Was it? Mm-hmm. All right, then it must have been real subtle, or I just completely yeah. glossed over it. Yeah, I think it was in what's the um, miniseries that Moondragon played a big part in with Thanos. And oh, okay. So now I only read, so I haven't read Super Scroll of Ronin yet. Oh, okay. So, okay, so I haven't, I still have those two. It, it wasn't Super Scroll. That's the one I did. Okay, I didn't read, right. I read yeah. Silver Surfer and Nova. Yeah. But yeah, they did make a point of, of hinting at things to come in. Annihilation, but this is just like <laughs> they're like basically licking each other while they're fighting people. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. I don't mind it, but I I, I don't. Quadrant. I don't. I loved Quadrant. <laughs> I I also like Barry Blair's work. Do you remember him, Elf Lord? Yes, it's and like, Phil Foglia. All the guys going into battle had little tiny elf hard ons, and they're <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just can't wait to get Annihilation Conquest in trade. I hope they do a comparable job to the Annihilation trades, which are really nice. Well, they, what, what? How many? Oh, okay, they all have four issues, just like the other ones. Yeah, but uh, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, they have proven themselves in the past with me on Legion, so yep. I, I, I'll buy anything they do. 
So let's move into a little bit deeper into the catalog. How about Captain America the Chosen? The main thing that excited me about this is when I heard Travis Charest's name, but then I saw he's only doing the covers. Yeah, uh, yes, and was, only half at that. Yeah, and I, I was excited just to hear he's getting back, and hopefully maybe Marvel can get him on a title in general, because I really like his artwork. Have you seen oh. his, his Meta Baron's work for Humanoids? No. Oh, you have to get the Meta Barons. It is unbelievable. I I am all for Travis on a on an ongoing as long as that ongoing is a quarterly book because right. he cannot do monthly output. But it's work that's worth waiting for. Oh shit, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care if he takes a year. Even even his even when he started on fucking Dark Stars. I love those issues. Oh, I love Dark Stars. Great. Loved it. Loved it. And he wasn't going full bore on the washes and and let's just say graduated tones. He he wasn't going crazy. It was all line and dark stars, but oh was it sweet. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't even have a problem with Larry Stroman taking over after uh No, hell no. After he had to bail out, but yeah, I'm always up for. Uh, I, I love like finding images that he's drawn either at conventions or just sketches. He's done a kick-ass Punisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's just done some some phenomenal work. Meta Barons, you got to find that. It was a yeah. a one issue special, and he was supposed to be doing a Meta Barons graphic album, but I don't know if it's ever going to see the light of day because he's been taking forever to do it. But uh, the the one. Meta Baron's special, I forget the name of it, it's it's a one-shot, and it's really worth hunting down. You probably can get it for a lot less than cover. Prestige Has format. Have you seen the uh, Wildcats X-Men one that he did that they turned into a 3D? No, I didn't see I have the Golden Age right here, but I did not see it. Yeah. I haven't seen any of that work in 3D. Yeah, they made a 3D version of it, and <laughs> it just adds another element to it. And uh, just between his artwork and then things popping yeah. up, it was very, very nice. Neat. Any, has anybody seen the action 3D that came out last week or the week before? I have not. I think I don't even know if I no. ordered it. And if I did, I probably didn't order the 3D one, but I am interested in looking at it. I love 3D books. Way back when Rayzone did it in um, Megaton. Oh, uh, Remember Megaton Man? They did yeah. a 3D issue. That was brilliant stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then he did a, um, was it him and Byrne? Was it a, a Batman book? He did something 3D. There was a Superman 3D around the time of the red and blue Superman, right? Yeah, I think so. God. Christ. I can't remember. <laughs> you say red and blue Superman, and you always get the same reaction. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> hey, getting back to The Chosen, I'm going to wait for the trade if I do hear good things about it. Yeah, me too. It's yeah. the price that's keeping me away. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't need the cardstock cover. It's yeah. nice to see that, you know, I mean, so David Morrell hasn't done anything other than give, give us give the world Rambo. That's his claim to fame, so that's well, what we're that out on. Come on. <laughs> well, <laughs> what, was he hands-on in the cartoon? Because that cartoon ruled. I'm curious to know if anybody has any thoughts on when they when they push out two issues in... One solicitation? It, yeah, with, yeah, with any in any given. I mean, is it? Are, are they worried that you know people will read the first issue and go, "Oh my God, I'm not buying the second one." Or, I'll tell you I mean, what. I'm just curious. When I see two issues on one solicitation form, that decreases the chances of me ordering that. Really? Al- why? Almost universally, because I order enough as it is. If I can get another image book or say another graphic novel, 
and I have to spend... Well, look in this issue alone. You have to order two issues of Captain America The Chosen. You have to order um, the two Spider-Man issues if you want to take part in this story. Mm-hmm. It, you know, mm-hmm. it's just... It's too much. It's yeah. it, For me, anyway. They so, did the same thing with the uh, World War Hulk Gamma Corps, too. And yeah. And first two. You're right, yep. And because I buy a lot of books from a lot of different publishers. And do I really have to have this Captain America The Chosen when I know damn well it's going to be in trade in three months? So that's why I'm guaranteed the the Travis covers. Yeah. Yeah. That usually pushes me more towards not getting it. And they do. In the tradition of Spider-Man reign. Wasn't that just like three months ago? What kind of tradition has really been established? Oh, no. What they're (laughs) saying, the the Marvel Marvel Knights... um, Imprint has been yes. transformed to uh, to what Joe and Jimmy started back in in the early two thousands to mm. only showing off a list creators like Kari Andrews, like JMS, like Isad Ribic, like, like Mitch, David Morrell, like Mitch Bruce Brit Brit <laughs> Breitweiser, <laughs> yeah, Oktoberfest. Okay, it's like who? But <laughs> he does decent enough work. I don't. He's I don't, superstar to be. I don't mind his artwork. It's kind of nice. No, I like he draws. You know, the, the the soldiers are. You know, they look good. Yeah, they're real people. So we'll see when the trade comes out. Yet another monthly that I do pick up. Daredevil can't do without it. And poor Matt looks like he got the shit kicked out of him on that cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jer- I did. Jerjevic has the tendency to exaggerate the horns on the costume. I'm just. I, I'm not really keen on the whole leather looking cast it's like it's like he just he really liked the ben affleck movie so he's just going to keep drawing the costume to mimic that look well i guess the leather would offer some kind of protection not too much as this image obviously (laughs) (laughs) but uh that's a great cover i like it and i do like what ed's doing on uh, daredevil so daredevil's kicking a lot of ass yeah i can't say no to daredevil unlike daredevil battling jack murdoch which i can do without <laughs> yeah yeah it's just how many times have we heard the story of jack murdoch from frank miller no less i, I don't think as good as carmine d gentleman blah, 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 whatever and zeb wells is i don't <laughs> think they're gonna match what miller did so mm-hmm. e- either i'll wait for the trader or won't buy it at all you guys feel the same way yeah i'm, I'm passing on it all right all the way around yeah. yeah, and it's Pass. three. It's three ninety nine too. If there's any way to dissuade me from buying a book, it's to slap a three ninety nine cover price on it. Mm-hmm. Well, let's shimmy on down. Ooh, let's hit page twenty eight. The return. Oh, look 550. at that. Five fifty. Will you look at that turd cutter? I can't because I'm too busy looking at the fact that Ben's hands are bigger than his fucking head. Oh, <laughs> now he is the thing. And I guess you need to be hands to hold on to your thing. You know, and again, you know, it's, I don't want to, <laughs> we're not, we're not here to, to, to knock anybody who's doing what I fucking dreamed of doing when I was a kid. I mean, the man's doing covers, he's working in the comics, but. You could say what you want because we got the mature tag from the intro right out of the gate. So feel <laughs> f- feel free to drop as many as you want. No, I mean, and I, I think we can, I think we can separate the man from the artist. I mean, we all feel for michael turner so i i wish nothing i wish nothing he's going through on anybody i wish him all the best i want him to recover i want him healthy you bet but when it comes to art like this i i you know he's i buy my i I buy ff i read it i put it in the bag i put it in the box when i go back to it i read what's inside the covers don't have to make me want to buy it 
and I'm buying it because McDuffie is doing a kick-ass job. Pelletier is, and, and Magyar are doing great job on, on our, first of all, McDuffie just made Hank Pym a dick again in the latest issue that I read because, did, did you read it where, um, where first, first Hank is talking to Reed and, and he says something to the effect of, you know, yeah, what's, what, what's that about having Black Panther on your team? He says, well, our ends are the same. We just have different goals. Our goals are the same. We just yeah. go about it differently. And Hank's mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, he's still a criminal in my book. And then, and when Black Panther's telling everybody how to prepare for what's going to happen, Hank's like, oh, I don't take orders from you. And I loved it when he fucking says, you do when they make sense. That, that, so McDuffie can do no wrong. McDuffie's the reason I'm going to continue to buy Justice League of America. Um, Which may be the reason why I pick up the trades. <laughs> so it's I'm I'm just I'm a fan of where FF is going right now. If it keeps up, it could be the flagship. I just uh, I'm just the thing just completely floored me on this cover. Sue looks nice. Sue's got a cute little tush. Oh, yeah. you know, you could it, crack walnuts with that thing. Yeah, I love Susie. I really do. And if you're gonna flash Susie's ass on the cover like that. I don't care if the rest of the cover looks like shit. <laughs> Su- Susie's ass is on the cover. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna love it. The thing doesn't bother me. His hands, he's a powerhouse. His hands should be big. It is. It is a nice. It is a nice change though from when we had uh, Bad Rock. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and Frank and Robot, and and I mean everything yeah. else. So you know, I mean it's 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 a nice looking change as far as the thing goes. You guys are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only thing that bothers me is is Mr. Fant is I'm sorry Reed's head. It's a little wonky looking, <laughs> a little pointy, just a little. But I don't even get to that point because I'm stuck on Susie's ass. Yeah, <laughs> she looks like he has. Uh, Reed looks like he has Gambit's eyes for some reason. I don't know what that's all about. Johnny looks still, okay. Jo- Johnny blends into yeah. the background nicely. Yeah. My main problem with Ben in this is that uh, Sue looks. You know, the lines and everything look pretty clean and nice, but the thing looks real sketchy and just not, it's like not even the same style on the same page. Yeah, he's got a problem with rocks. Yeah. Yeah. All I see is Susie's ass. I don't see anything else on that cover. Well, maybe we can get the cover embossed for you. (laughs) But but you're right. McDuffie's doing a fantastic job on the flagship title of the Marvel Universe, Fantastic Four. Well, when when it becomes that, sure. It already is. You just don't know it. And apparently no one else does either, because no one else refers to it as that. So Well, we live in ignorance, my friend. And one oh, day true. we wake up and say, oh, what have I done? No, for three reasons. A, I'm not that lucky. Two, we have smoke detectors. And D, we live in the most boring street in the United States of America, where nothing even remotely dangerous will ever happen. Period. Let's go to Ghost Rider. That is not Tex's best image. Yeah, no. <laughs> Chris was just like, yeah, no. I, don't, that's nice. I, think, I just think it's weak. It, I, yeah. so I was just going to yeah. say, that's the word I would use to describe that. Weak. It is. It's good, very good. weak. His was that, was, a, was that a paint by numbers that was released that I wasn't oh, aware yeah. of? Or? <laughs> I love you, Tex. I'll it, just be, I'll be the admin out here. Tex to me, I mean... I'm not saying anything about this cover. I love Tex. And I can't... Hopefully one day I'll get to meet him again and we can talk about all times when he lived near me and, and that'll be fine. I'll just... What's he doing? Reach around on you right now? Or what? <laughs> hey, man. Hey. You, you know, get where you can. Here's a cover right here that's screaming for the corner box. 
it would not be as bad with the corner box. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, you could tell he didn't really research the piss out of a motorcycle so he just kind of like it looks well, like it looks like a jack herby thing yeah hey wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> no it doesn't it doesn't look anything like a jack herby thing it looks like a flaming erector set it just mm-hmm. looks weak I, I mean the the you have the the wheel and the struts in one perspective and the rest of the bike in the other you if the mm-hmm. wheel was up in the air like that you would be able to see the bottom of that bike and yeah. it's just not, it doesn't jive. It's just, I don't know. It's not a great cover. Tex is great. I'll give you that. But this is not one of his best images. The, yeah. the, 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 the jacket looks plasticky. Yeah. It looks, like, it looks like the jacket's like of a different, a different media. He should have focused more. What does he want to say with this image? Does he want to say Ghost Rider's breaking through a wall? Well, then give me a better perspective on it. You know, tighten it up. We don't have to see the whole bike. Actually, look where the other handlebar is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm I'm saddened by this cover. Yeah, maybe it's not a final cover. You know what it was? Arthur Soydum was busy. He had too many covers to do, so Tex just kind of pitched in and helped out at the last minute. That's what it was. There we go. Yeah. How many freaking yeah. dead people can sit and draw a month? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> World War Hulk. I'm not the weak, weak cover. Yeah, Sorry. you're right. Very weak. It's not reads a month. Even this, even in this cover, his head looks a little verklempt. Yeah. Doctor Strange does look kind of foppish again. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he does. Why do they always make Doctor Strange look kind of effeminate? I don't, I don't know why. Maybe it's the costume. It looks it's more the tunic, like, yeah. I think so. It looks like a skirt. It's the flowing know. fabric. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't bind. Odd. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, I'm waiting for the trade on the whole World War Hulk stuff. Uh, what? I am. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's... I mean, if you uh, page over to Incredible Hulk 110, um, a great cover by Gary Frank. Mm-hmm. And we have Frontline number 5, the inevitable Sentry Hulk battle. You knew it was coming. Yeah. I saw the presentation and the, the care that they lavished on Planet Hulk, and I want that same kind of treatment for world war hulk so i'm gonna wait okay i I, I enjoy so much more to have one book when i can sit and read it and just steep myself in the whole saga at once okay so let me ask you what do you think what what would what would you like to see included in a world war hulk collected edition obviously the world war hulk mini yeah i would i would assume Mm -hmm. all the tie-ins would be there like heroes for hire that's where I think you get into no. a little bit of a sticky wicket. What's gonna see? Unfortunately, and I hope I'm wrong, and I and I'd love for someone to prove me wrong. The way I see it is, it comes down to royalties. And if you want to give Greg Pak royalties and John Romita Jr. royalties, then you can do that by collecting their work in one collection. It's getting, it, it's hard at that point to do that with also Paul Jenkins and Ramon Box and Zeb Wells and Frank Thierry by adding all the other issues that they're doing in their own comics. Well, I don't think when they do eventually get around to collecting this in hardcover, I, I think there will be one World War Hulk main hardcover, which was the Greg Pak-John Romita arc. 
miniseries. And then you're going to have, like Annihilation, a second volume that has Frontline and the tie-ins and the Gamma Core, you know, and Heroes for Hire or two more hardcovers. So I'm prepared to buy whatever they're going to release as far as the series is concerned. Okay. Yeah. Some of the tie-ins I've read, they might be doing you a favor if they don't put them in, but... (laughs) I the well, time, I haven't read the um, I haven't finished World War Hulk X Men. That one was fun. It looked fun. I loved you know I loved Davida's artwork. Um, yeah. I had no problem with the Ghost Rider one because I'm already reading Ghost Rider. I had no problem with what was the other one that came out that week? Iron Man. Iron Man. Or Heroes for Hire. Iron, Iron Man was good. Heroes for Hire wasn't too bad because it just gave us a different uh, look as far as. Um, Another member of the war uh, of the warbound. Yeah, I didn't touch uh, the heroes for higher one. Uh, it, it, was, it was nice because Humbug um, kind of bonded with uh, Meek. Yeah, one of his uh, one of his siblings. Uh, I did read the uh, Ant Man. That one was one of the more enjoyable tie-ins so far. I haven't I gotten that one yet, but I heard that that one was good. Yeah, That's no was, surprise there. Yep. Gamma Core is really interesting to me. How they have used the uh, traditional hulk villains and created new characters based on on them like the abominations Mm -hmm. dna is in this one chick and the leader you know that that's kind of cool i have no idea where they're going with that they have the one uh the he wants to say the gray hulk with a goatee and his Mm -hmm. name's gray and uh uh, something makes me think he has something to do with uh talbot but i'm not sure oh I I, I I really like the cover on Heroes for Hire 14. Yeah, I like ah. Shang-Chi. I like, uh, Colleen Wynn like, looks like she's got a cucumber in the crisper there. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be okay. I'd still... Yeah, you would. I, I would. But how good is it to be Shang-Chi? Yeah. Yeah. Surrounded by women? Right. Humbug. I don't read the book. Are they hitting on him like constantly? I think he and Tarantula got it on, and, and she's a little... I don't know if she's jealous, if she's... They hit it, and then all of a sudden, now, now she's all just like... She's just being real bitchy to him. I don't, I, I don't get the relationship. I don't know what happened, and... Um, well, that's a woman for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, apparently Black Hat was injured, and Paladin bandaged her up. But in order to do that, he had to take off her costume. So when she came to and realized that the bandages were under her costume, so therefore he obviously had seen her naked, then she went on ballistic because she's a rape victim. And I guess, you know, she thinks that he violated oh, her when doing no. that. Oh. I mean, they just kind of brought that whole thing. Yeah, because somebody and, who wears a costume like that cares about somebody seeing their yeah their private parts you know like give oh, me we're, not, we're not gonna get into any of that i'm just so i mean yeah there are some that there def, there's definitely some tension going on in the group and but you're right though i mean you know to be shang chi you're surrounded by all that it's not yeah. a bad thing it's good to be shang chi isn't heroes for hire already supposed to be getting canceled or is that just i do I believe so yeah. which is not surprising have any of us bought it other than the no. world war hulk tie-ins no i, I don't think all one. the uh all the tentacle porn in the world couldn't get me to buy it. So. <laughs> I do like tentacle porn. <laughs> yes, we know. Was you there know a lot in Witchblade? Oh, I'll tell you. The uh, digest of Witchblade uh, Takaru manga was great. It was really good. Not so much for the story. The art was really sharp. If you like mm. scantily clad women, pick that up. That's all I'm going to say. There are crotch shots on every other pages. 
I, I'm still undecided on scantily clad women. Can, can you help me out here? I'm a. <laughs> I'm an unabashed fan of cheesecake. I, 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 I. It does not bother me that I'll pick up a book like Vampirella just for drawings of women. It hey, did. should I? I picked up Empowered off your recommend, and I already have well, number two should be coming out at some point in time here. Already got it ordered. Yeah, but that was a good read on top of well, s- yeah. scantily clad women. So you got a bonus with that one. Irredeemable Ant Man number twelve. Talk about a cover featuring Z-list characters. <laughs> Razorback, <laughs> Wood God, uh, She Thing. Who else we got Forb- there? Forbish Man. Forbish Man. D Man. Paladin. Jack of Hearts. Jack of Hearts. Yeah. White Tiger. Dazzler. Uh, in is the that back. Dazzler? Yeah. Dazzler in the back. Um, Leapfrog. Sleepwalker. Yeah. Uh, Jack who's, Russell. Who's the wolf? Is that Werewolf by Night? That's who I'm thinking it is. Hmm. Interesting. I'm, I'm so sad to see this book go. The enthusiasm <laughs> the creators had for this character and this title was evident on every single page, and it sucks that it didn't find an audience. Uh, I'm sad to see that I won't be getting Phil and Andy on a monthly book right this minute. I'm not sad to see her already go away. I think you will see Phil and Andy again. Hopefully, maybe... Oh, shit, yeah. Maybe they'll land, I don't know, Supergirl or somebody at Marvel, maybe She-Hulk or one of those titles in the future. It would be nice. Maybe, uh, you know, a, a duo of their talents would not be out of place on maybe Iron Man. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I, I although I'm not picking up the the current series, so I all I know from the the current Iron Man is hypervelocity and uh, the wasn't, extremist trade. Wasn't that great? Oh shit, yeah. It was such a good miniseries. But back to Phil and Andy, I would buy anything that they chose to work on or that they were given. So wherever they go, I'm going to follow. And holy shit! What does this solicit DC. say? What does this solicit say? Um, get your campaigns ready. Uh, get your campaigns ready. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Look at the credits. Written by Robert Kirkman, mm-hmm. art by Phil Hester and Andre Parks. Because and, and <laughs> Andre and on and well, not no. See, fuck that. I'm not even looking at the fact that they misspelled Andy's name, but the fact that they added him pleases me to no end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even though they spelled his name wrong. Yes, but the fact that they added it, because I can just put my finger over Andre and just say Phil Hester and Parks. Maybe he bought a smoking jacket and he's going for that whole European thing. <laughs> he, he, he wants to be known as Andre anymore. I can't believe they added the anchor for that book. For that one, is that the only book that they did that for this month? Yeah, but they know they can count on him. Yeah. And he, he's and fall, he's a, fall anywhere. He's like, a name. Christ, you can count on Bushima on Friends. But it's like... Abbott and Costello. I, I, oh, oh, so now the twelfth issue, we finally get Abbott and Costello. Hey, don't <laughs> knock it. You got it. Right? <laughs> yeah, it misspelled even, but yes, you're right. It's <laughs> it's like getting a blowjob when you drop her off at the house. You're still getting the blowjob. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, she, <sighs> but she's wearing her grandfather's teeth. So okay, oh, more I don't care. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that Dan Barrington cover is just really sweet. That reminds me of uh, Nocturnals and Throat Killers. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Thrill killers. Yeah. Did you say throat killers? No, I said throat killers. Oh, okay. You still talking about blowjobs? <laughs> I never <laughs> stop talking about blowjobs. <laughs> uh, I'm, not, I'm not ordering it only because it's three ninety nine. That's an annual, dude. I know. It'll end up in a trade someday. Oh, Jesus. You know. I do like the cover to Enter the Mandarin, the Iron Man six issue miniseries. That's really sharp. Yeah, see, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna 
pick up the trade on that one, but yeah, from the, uh, the early solicits that you forward over, it, it it does look good. Yeah, the art looks fantastic. Yeah, the, yeah, the interior mm-hmm. looks freaky, yeah. Very loose. I like it a lot. It almost yeah. has a, a Frank Robbins kind of vibe, where everything looks kind of exaggerated to the point where it's just like really out of joint, you know? It, I like it. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And the the uh, Eric Canente, or Canete, is it? Really knows how to do his uh, straights and curves. Yep. He's got that Art Deco working overtime on that cover. Mm-hmm. Beautiful stuff. I, I will be in line for that trade. Reminiscent of uh, the Rocketeer. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's what I thought. Can't go, can't go wrong there. Look at the knobs. Can never go wrong with Dave Stevens. On um, what's the uh, giant person's name in in uh, Marvel Adventures Avengers? Uh, giant girl or giant woman? Giant woman. Look at the knobs on her. In an all ages book, no less. <laughs> Page forty five. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all right. I was, I was too busy looking at Tom Grummet drawing Hawkeye. Okay. <laughs> Marvel I was, Comics. I was a page ahead of you. Marvel Comics presents. I was a fan of the original. Unfortunately, I will not be buying into this new revival of the series. Yeah, neither am I. Neither am I. Once again, I do not need superfluous Spider-Man stories. We have enough of them. Let's focus on the middle and lower tier characters. It's it's good that they have Hellcat in here, but we don't need to see more Hulk. Actually, I'm somewhat surprised to hear you say that, though, because when you look at the preview pages... You see Spider-Man from all across the galaxy. Which does attract me a little bit, but again, how much? what's it going to amount to? I, I, I can't put any stock in these, these serialized stories in Marvel Comics Presents until I know that they're serious. Because if you go back to the original series, you had Wolverine, which was like, yeah, whatever. And then you had Man-Thing, Shang-Chi. You had really good supporting stories from characters that you haven't seen for a while hellcat is a good idea hulk not so much we lost chris chavez it sure did bastard gotta run for a while i'll be back later to see if you guys are still in Seven young people shipwrecked on a mysterious island. The island was deserted. Not even birds or animals dared to come here. What did they find? Seaweed, fish, and turtle eggs. Anything we can eat, as well as snakes and lizards. Just let me finish. There's a lot of grass growing around here. You can eat the roots. You can eat the roots of a lot of plants here. Never thought of that, did you? They were driven to the edge of starvation. Food was scarce, and they were forbidden to eat the mushrooms that grew on the island. Fear and hunger turned them against each other. I'll kill you. Matango will help me live. I haven't been hungry since I left the ship. Maybe. Oh, help me. Help me. Please. Can't we eat the mushrooms now? That would really be the end of us. Akiko!
Matongo, the horrible mushrooms. Matongo, the vegetable monster. Can they escape the dreaded Matongo? You'll find out when you see Matongo. Well, Chris took a little bit of a breather. He'll be back when he can. It's nice that there's this Captain America story in this thing, but I don't know. I'm, I'm a little hesitant to get it. I don't need the big guns. We have enough of the big guns. It, it's World War Hulk, for crying out loud. We don't need to see another Hulk story. Now, if, okay. you know, if, if the aim was to get a super-powered character, a large super-powered character, why not a Thing story? Or, you know, we've had a lot of Thing stories in the past, but you can never get enough Ben Grimm. There's always yeah. another layer to that character where the Hulk is pretty much, he's played out right now. I just think it's bad business to feature Spider-Man in, in, a, in a monthly serialized story when you already have three Spider-Man books. Don't need it. Man-Thing. What's wrong with the Man-Thing? Or Fool, <laughs> you know, fool Killer or Shang-Chi or even Paladin. Razorback. I would take anybody over Spider-Man right now. Mm-hmm. I always liked when they take a, just one single individual from a team and you don't get much time to see that one in person and just give them a time in the spotlight, too. Yeah, Nighthawk. Hercules. Oh, Hank Pym, yeah, Hercules, which would be especially relevant right now with the Skrull thing going on. Why not yeah. Hercules, you know? Dr. Druid. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Druid. But that cover does absolutely... The Shroud from West Coast Avengers. There you go. Cover does absolutely nothing for me. That's not the final cover, though. Yeah, I'm not a big Campbell fan. I am most times, depending on the subject matter, not really thrilled with um, with this one. Yeah, uh, Hellca- Why is the Hulk disappearing back there? I don't know. Hellcat looks good. And that's what I'll say about that cover. Hellcat <laughs> looks good. All right. But the um, preview page on the right, that looks kind of neat. Yeah. I like the, the design of that. I, the Spider-Man pages look good. It's just nothing's pushing me to buy this. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. If, especially, I mean, if, you know, if, you, if you're on a budget, if things are stretched thin, then, you know, you got to pick and choose. Right. And there's a couple of reasons why I'm holding off on the Marvels, because as we go through this preview, the main catalog, it was a, a really heavy image month for me. Was it? Yeah. So I had to um, pick and choose, and Marvel Comics Presents didn't make the cut. Yeah. But New Avengers 34 did for me. What's different about this image? <laughs> well, uh, besides Daredevil having tits. Yeah, um, look at that. Daredevil's a chick. Yeah, and um, you got Peter Parker running around without his costume on. Logan's a samurai. Luke Cage is back in the yellow tunic. Doctor Strange yeah. is dressed in business attire. Luke Cage Iron Fist looks pretty kick-ass. Yeah. yeah. Captain and America's alive. gal with the pink hair? It looks like Titania. Oh. Right? Uh, could be Jessica Jones. You'd think after all these years, Peter would invest in contact lenses, or maybe <laughs> maybe it's a a uh, secret identity, a past era Peter Parker. We don't know. Neat cover, like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. it makes you wonder what's going on with the story. That's for sure. Yep. Damn, Skippy. Not enough for me to buy it though. Well, uh, <laughs> thirty uh, thirty-two that I read this week was fantastic. Yeah, it was. But I've decided that I think, judging by the last story, with all the uh, hopping around they did and the narrative structure being kind of disjointed, it would work better in a trade for me. So okay. that, that's how I'm going to go with that. But you get to find out what Baby Cage's name is, apparently. Oh, yeah. That's the draw for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll spoil the form before he gets the trade. 
<laughs> I I like the the uh, concept of the uh, Ms. Marvel nineteen cover, but I'm not too crazy about the execution. A little too slick. She takes a lot of Botox, doesn't she? Yeah, Greg Horn <laughs> is the journey of the Marvel universe. <laughs> oh damn! You know, it's easily digestible. Oh, it's not just too be. slick, overproduced. Just I don't know. I don't know. He had a decent string of covers there for a while, like Andy from the She-Hulk issue when he was walking in the distance and the chalkboard was on the ground. That was yeah. really cool, but this one, it's... Uh, thank God for Illustrator and that leaf brush. That's all I know. A lot of people use that. <laughs> Let's uh, forget about that image. Jurjevic. Mystic Arcana looks pretty hot. Yeah. Like big sistergram. How many covers has Jurjevic done in this... We should count them all, is what we should do, but we probably won't. Yeah, we'll go back to that later. There's a lot of Georgievic covers in this, and I think his wife is getting in on the game yeah. later, later on uh, with, what's her name, Helena? Well, she's doing the Terror Inc. cover. Yeah, but uh, he gets a lot of work, and rightly so, because he's very good. <laughs> so, uh, Yelena. Yelena, yes, that's probably what it is. Penance miniseries, don't care. Oh man! <laughs> did, did you guys did you guys read the uh, Deadpool GLI Summer Spectacular? No. Oh, uh, you know it's you know uh, Dan Slot, so you have to pick it up and read it. Quite you funny. have to. Quite funny. Yeah, Great Lake, you know, Great Lakes Initiative now, and uh, apparently Square, Squirrel Girl had a thing for Speedball back in the day, and they uh, poke fun at the whole penance thing and everything. It's well worth the read. Nice. Maybe I'll look into that. Mm-hmm. You even get to see what Speedball's cat looks like now. Oh, there oh you Christ. go. Yeah. Punisher War Journal, number 11. I like the cover. Ariel yeah. Olivetti can do no wrong. Well, he only did the cover this month. What? He's only doing the cover for this oh, issue. Oh, who is Leandro Fernandez? wonder if it sounds familiar. I wonder if it's someone who did one of the story arcs for, uh, for Enos on the Punisher Max title. Hmm, interesting. One of the titles that I do pick up monthly. <laughs> I, I, I can't do that. For those without. keeping score. Yeah, for those keeping score. There's only six. Shauna the She-Devil. She might want to get that gash looked at in her leg. Well, y- you got to say something about the raptor that after she cut its head off, you know, the thing made a last-ditch attempt at getting a little bit of the honeypot there. That's right, <laughs> but baby. Unfortunately, he was not good enough. <laughs> I do like that art. I think it's really neat. Kari Evans, he uh, he did the Heroes for Hire mini. Right. I like the way the lips are drawn. I really do that. And he really pushed that. Is that a woman? No, Kari, I believe, is a guy. Oh, okay. He really pushed that on the uh, Colleen Wing in the uh, Heroes for Hire mini. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the pouty lips. It worked really well. And it works here on the cover. Have you seen the one for October where no. she's falling down the mouth of a T-Rex? And gravity is taking effect on her boobs, kind of like the Frank Cho Red Sonia cover. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it works, but not enough to buy it. So we'll check that out and trade. Let's move on to the order, number three. And Can't wait to get the first issue. Yeah, we have the woman in the lower right who's screaming because her eyes have suddenly shifted <laughs> to the left a little bit. Why are you picking on Garrett? Well, Barry gets and it. It's causing her great pain. Ah, Kitson's great. These are hobo zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't get enough zombies. 
they could uh, do Marvel Zombies tie-ins and, and series until the end of time, and I would still buy them all. I, I just love zombies. I'm a huge George Romero fan, so that kind of ties into it, and it's just something really cool about seeing your favorite Marvel heroes eating each other. <laughs> I, I don't know. But uh, those zombies look neat. And you know <laughs> Mac Fraction is going to give you that unique goodness that he, he invests in all his work, like Casanova, so... I'm sure it would be uh, very um, well worth buying. I, I, I hope you're right. Yeah. Not too much else in this thing other than Thor. Which looks great. I, I do like the spin Copiel has put on Thor. Like you yeah. said, he looks like a linebacker. Uh, there's your uh, Salvador and Uncanny X-Men. Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah. You know, anything turns me off from buying books on a regular basis than a crossover event that is serialized across the whole line of books this um extinction what's it called extinction endangered species endangered endangered species species. (laughs) if you're going to spread it across all the books i'm gone you lost me i mean i did buy them well you're not alone in thinking that but i mean for something like this i mean i'm only buying x factor so i'll just read endangered species when it comes out in the trade most people if they're reading uncanny then chances are they're also picking up adjectiveless x-men and new x-men seem to be you know has an audience so i mean for the most part it would be like running something like this across the spider-man titles or the superman titles you know where people are probably going to buy people kind of like their little corner of the Marvel Universe, and in this case, it might be the mutant lovers. So they're probably already buying all four books. But this not only goes through the four, it goes into X-Factor, X-Men. Those four. New X-Men. And then you have the the, uh, X-Men Emperor Vulcan that I'm sure plays into it. It's just, it's, it's a lot to expect. Most of the Marvel fans are concentrated on Planet Hulk right now, or I'm sorry, World War Hulk. I think it was bad timing to do this right now. Wait, why would you think Endangered Species ties in Emperor Vulcan? Did you read? It's, 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 no, I did not read the, the Brubaker run, but this okay. isn't, but it's, it's pretty much Pack that, um, I mean, Carrie, that's pretty much running the show with the Endangered Species. Right. And, and, it, and it is only serialized across those four. So, I mean, whether or not Emperor Vulcan will... Whatever the outcome of Endangered Species, if that might tie into anything that has to do with Havoc or any of the characters in the Emperor Vulcan mini, I think it's too early to say. This Endangered Species is just basically just Hank McCoy. And look at the what part. I mean, how many parts there are to this thing. There's 13. 18 that we, total. Oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's 18 total. Because the one shot came out, and then X-Men 200 started it. And then, yeah, then there's the... Oh, no, maybe it is just 17. But still, that's a lot of comics to buy. 17 issues on top of World War Hulk, on top of One More Day. What's what's the deal with the crossovers? Do they sell that well? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Are they making these issues bigger? Oh, yeah, it looks like they are. Yeah, okay. yeah 40 pages. Oh, for, only- the, for the same price, though. Yeah. That's all so right. The X title I get regularly now is the new X-Men just since Scotty Young jumped aboard. And I was just like, if they eat into the Scotty Young story with this endangered species stuff, I'd be pretty upset. <laughs> yeah, can you hear Daryl right now? Yeah, I heard his little voice, man. <laughs> He's crazy. Fine. <laughs> I love the Scotty Young because I, I love that Cable and Deadpool cover. 
Yeah. If not for Scott Young, I wouldn't even be reading New X-Men right now. I don't even know there who the characters go. are. He's doing a great job. Yeah, enjoying it. And as of the end of the Shi'ar um, Empire saga, Hepzibah is kind of getting a little cozy with Warpath. So I hope, ho- yeah, I hope they play that out. That's that's yeah, I really heard that name a long time. Hepzibah, I like, yeah. like just like saying it. Hepzibah. Thank God for Dave Cocker. You bet. Um, I'm a huge Scott Collins fan, but these pages from Wolverine or this page from Wolverine. I don't know. It looks like something out of a porn. <laughs> it's I, it's just not, I don't know, it's not doing it for me. I really hope there's an inker on this because I'm not thrilled with the Omega Flight Mini. The colors just seem muted and he has no inker. And it's it. I'm really not loving it. And even, I mean, I, I wanted to only because I go so far back with Alpha Flight. And I'm like, and I wasn't expecting it to be Alpha Flight. I just... I have fond memories of of reading anything that had to do with these Canadian heroes, and yep. there's just something missing in in this Omega Flight miniseries. Something lost in the translation. You're right, and I I didn't want to go along with Dave Wachter when he said this needs an anchor, but a- after reading the first two or three right now, he he's right. It it looks a little too soft. Of course he's right. You didn't want to go along with him. Don't you just get a thing against people with Dave's names. Don't give him a big head. <laughs> and anybody who liked to see Dave Wachter's work, and the man is growing by leaps and bounds, check out our forum at bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. Jump into the Ramita's Raiders section, and there's Dave's Thread of Art. Is that what it's called? Something Dave's like that. Dave's Thread or Dave's Page. Yeah, but yeah, Dave's. He's, his, Dave has a handle on the thing. Like, Did you see that new thing yeah. where he's punching the ground? Yes, I did. That's gorgeous. I love Dave's work. Let's jump to page 84 for no other reason but to stare at Susie's body. I could never buy that statue because I'd probably buff all the paint off it. Yeah, you would violate it. <laughs> <sighs> so, so uh, oh, if... What's the you, point of a zombie wolverine statue in the, in the tan and brown? I don't know. Where's the eyeball? Almost every wolverine zombie... Uh, Marvel Zombies image I've seen, he's got the, either the eyeball in his mouth or it's hanging. There's no eyeball there. And there's also, Arthur Soydum did the cover for Wolverine 57. There's no eyeball hanging there either. So, I don't know. If you're going to do work a theme out, let's continue it. I, I, need, to, I need to see what DCBS is going to be selling the um, Fantastic Four and Uncanny X-Men on the buses for, since they're offered again. Yeah, neat covers too. But if you've never bought a Masterworks... The volume five is the one to start because it starts with issue 41. It goes to 50. This is the crucial period in Fantastic Four history. This is when Kirby and Lee finally, well, not finally, but this is when they they got the groove right around here. Okay. Yeah. It's the Inhumans, Galactus, the Watcher. It's just, uh, this work has never been eclipsed. So it's just, it's the best comics you'll probably ever read. In, in a semi-affordable format. I mean, if you were going to go out and hunt down the originals, you, one of them would cost far more than this single volume. But I, I noticed that the Masterworks are now fifty four ninety nine. Yeah. Why did Barnes & Noble stop selling the uh, paperback versions of those? I don't know. They had them for like twelve ninety five each. And wow. you know, I picked up like the first Fantastic Four and like a couple of the Amazing Spider-Mans, but then they've just kind of uh, you know, haven't been selling them since. 
Put a call out to Chris Marshall. Yeah. yeah. Some very interesting trades this time around. The Captain America Omnibus, which should be a no-brainer. If it, Unless if it's, you already have all the issues. Well, even if you do, buy it anyway, because Brubaker needs, <laughs> Brubaker needs another yeah. house. And then the, we, I'm only missing one comic from, from this collection anyway, so I'm going to hunt that down, and then I'll, I'll be complete. Yeah. It'll complete me. Then the Army of Darkness Marvel Zombies infamous desert cover, which they've fixed for publication above... Um, Sprite? Jean, above Jean Grey. I thought that was Jean Grey. No, Sprite is Ariel. Is, uh, is oh, Kitty Pride. yeah, that's right. You're right. I'm wrong. Sprite, Ariel, Shadow Cat. It's a desert instead of dessert. They spelled it wrong. <laughs> Neat cover, though. Awesome rendition of uh, Mr. Campbell there. Yeah, I was just going to say, Ash looks good. Dead on. I would skip the Thunderbolts hardcover number one only because I don't get it. I just don't. Yeah. But there are people out there who <laughs> like it. So if you do like it, check in to the hardcover. But Trail of Tears was fantastic. The sixth issue has yet to come out. But uh, one to five was amazing stuff by Clayton Crane and Mr. Ennis, or Enos, as David says. Garth Enos. Yep. So that looks like it wraps up the Marvel previews. The Captain America Red, White, and Blue trade. Yeah. Oh, Hypervelocity. Pick that up. And you got the Avengers Defenders War, which was one of the first big yeah. crossovers. Yep. Actually, I, have that I, trade, I, am, I am definitely ordering uh, The Essential Punisher, Volume 2, because now we're done with all his little appearances, mm-hmm. and the was four, but it became a five-issue mini, and now we're going <laughs> right into the Mike Barron-written... Klaus Jansen Illustrated Punisher series. Oh, those books are great. And I think they will look gorgeous in black and white. Even when fandom kind of abandoned the Punisher, it was still good. <laughs> like like Suicide Run, I thought was really good. Oh, what about when he met Luke Cage and went black? Well, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. You know, it, it, nobody's perfect. But uh, on a whole, those Punisher issues were really good. And he was coming out three times a month at one time. Punisher, Warzone, and Journal. Yes. War Journal. Those were the days. Warzone was great. It kicked off with a uh, Chuck Dixon, John Romita Jr. story. Mm-hmm. And I love the Michael Golden covers, eventually. that uh, Around Suicide Run, around there, Michael Golden did the covers. Really good stuff. And for sixteen ninety nine, for 536 pages, discounted probably 11 bucks. Where are you going? To get it. You can't get a better deal. Unless someone got it for me for my birthday, but... That's you know. right, which is in September. More next episode. And now for something completely there are a lot of people who lie and get away with it. And, uh, and that uh, we will in fact find um, uh, weapons or, or evidence of weapons programs that are, are conclusive. I don't think we'll discover anything myself. It appears that there were not weapons of mass destruction there. You said you knew where they were. I did not. We know where they are. They're in the area around uh, Tikrit and Baghdad and and, uh, east, west, south, and north. Well, first of all, I I have it lied. There are a lot of people who lie and get away with it. Talking about lies and your your allegation that there was bulletproof evidence of ties between Al-Qaeda and Iraq. Was that a lie? Intelligence gathered by this and other governments leaves no doubt that the Iraqi regime continues to possess and conceal 
some of the most lethal weapons ever devised. Our people are going to find out the truth, and the truth will say that this intelligence is good intelligence, no doubt in my mind. I don't know anybody that I can think of who has contended that the Iraqis had nuclear weapons. And we believe he has, in fact, reconstituted nuclear weapons. Saddam Hussein is determined to get his hands on a nuclear bomb. We cannot wait for the final proof. He's got him. He's got him. The smoking gun. He's got him. That could come in the form of a mushroom cloud. Colin Powell didn't lie. My colleagues, every statement I make today is backed up by sources, solid sources. These are not assertions. What we're giving you are facts and conclusions based on solid intelligence. He has not developed any significant capability with respect to weapons of mass destruction. He is unable to project conventional power against his neighbors. Are people going to find out the truth? I have not suggested there's a connection between Iraq and the 9-11. You have said in the past that it was, quote, pretty well confirmed. No, I never said that. Okay. I, I never think said that, that is... No, absolutely not. What I said was, uh, it's been pretty well confirmed, that he did go to Prague and he did meet with uh, a senior official of the Iraqi intelligence service. Saddam Hussein aids and protects terrorists, including members of Al-Qaeda. Secretly and without fingerprints, he could provide one of his hidden weapons to terrorists or help them develop their own. What did Iraq have to do with what? The attack on the World Trade Center. Nothing! He said there were three main reasons for going to war in Iraq. Weapons of mass destruction. Saddam Hussein has gone to elaborate lengths, spent enormous sums, taken great risks to build and keep weapons of mass destruction. The claim that Iraq was sponsoring terrorists would have attacked us on 9-11. Before September the 11th, many in the world believed that Saddam Hussein could be contained. And that Iraq had purchased nuclear materials from Niger. The regime is seeking a nuclear bomb. Uh, all three of those turned out, turned out to be false. Uh, first, uh, just if I might correct a misperception, I don't think we ever said, at least I know I didn't say, that there was a direct connection between September the 11th and, 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 and Saddam Hussein. Who does the president think he's effing kidding? Um, of course, it was information that was mistaken. There are a lot of people who lie and get away with it. Those weapons of mass destruction got to be somewhere. <laughs> Nope, no weapons over there. <laughs> Maybe under here. When you have a precedent set like that, and you have somebody, George Tennant, acknowledging in his book that he knew that the administration was deceiving the American people into a situation that is murdering young men and women from this country and others, that George Tennant and Dick Cheney and Condoleezza Rice and George Bush et al. should be in fucking jail. I'm as mad as hell, but I'm not gonna break this anymore! You've got to figure out what to do with uh, all of the uh, debris. How about you? You made money off the golf floor! And now you're going to vote for your fascist son! Oh my! Oh my!
important step. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite!